Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. And here I have my wonderful guest, Sarah McCram, again, not so long after she was here with me a few episodes ago. And that's because we had such a great conversation and there's more that I want to discuss with her. And as I was just uh, sharing with her, we seem to have a lot in common in terms of how uh, or what we focus on. The how is slightly different or a lot different, um, but uh, all the same, it's, it's, it interests me and excites me even that um, Sarah is doing um, reaching people and helping to uh, liberate humanity, but in a totally different way from how I'm doing. Actually, it's not that different. The subject and the essence is the same. It's just the way she does it is different. So welcome again, Sarah. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Helen. Um, and, and I'm most intrigued about two things. One is the uh, this year's energy, which you speak so um, beautifully about. And uh, um, I mean, I expressed the same thing, but just in a totally different way. And I, when I hear you speak about it, it's like, wow, that's what I would like to convey, you know? And, um, and then about you uh, changing uh, your business and um, <clears throat> rebranding it uh, to, and you calling it uh, liberating humanity instead. So let's liberate humanity. Liberate yeah. humanity, sorry. Uh, so let's talk about these two things, if that's okay with you. That's beautiful, yes. <laughs> so let's start with uh, this year's energy. I, we, we kind of touched on it at the last uh, interview. Um, you talked because that was more about money and our relationship with money and you talked about um, seeing that there's a change and that there's a potential or was it more than a potential in fact that you see a marked change that things the energy is changing and uh, the money system will change itself ah yes yes I remember okay yeah and then, and then when, when the war broke out in Ukraine, I wrote, that's when I wrote to you and said, okay, what now, right? So I'm, I'm very interested in that because I think that will help um, our listeners, firstly, and um, also in general, you know, like the whole year, what you, even though we are already at the end of March, but it's been an incredible three first three months of the year. So what's ahead, you know? So yes, I know you're not predicting things as such and you don't like uh, to be known as that or, you know, connected to that way of seeing it. But you do talk about reading the essence of things. And I love that. I kind of naturally do that where 
you know, like I get to the crux of things, just it's clear cognizance, I guess. I just know it, right? But you, on the other hand, teach people how to read the essence, see the essence, which I think is a wonderful thing, right? Because it can be, it means it can be replicated, can be taught and replicated. Yes, I'm actually teaching it for the first time. I, it, I think it's interesting to talk a little bit about the energy of this year. That's what I was responding to. And I made a video about it just after the Chinese New Year because I trained for a long time with Chinese masters. So I tended to be tuned into the Chinese years and the energy of the Chinese years. And I'm not an expert in any of that. So I don't talk about it from that perspective of it being the year of the water tiger and all of that. I, I know other people who do that. But what I um, sensed very, very quickly as soon as the year changed, which is in early February, was this incredibly dynamic energy. And I started to notice that there was a way in which this energy is different from anything that I've known in my lifetime and in all my many years of exploring energy in a very deep way. And there were a few things that seemed particularly um, important about it. One thing, um, it, it, it feels like, so what I'm going to describe might be something that people would say, oh, that's nothing new. And that that's fine. That, that's absolutely fine. But it felt to me as though it being such a present energy in the year, um, in the energy of the year, that is something new. There may be some deep spiritual abilities that are connected with that, that are or almost eternal. But what I was interested in was this sense of opportunity this year to learn certain skills. And if we learn them this year, they will, it's, it's almost like the doors really open this year. And so it's easier to learn them now. And if you learn them now, it's the right time for it. And those skills will be really useful for the rest of our life. And the central skill that I feel for this year is what I call seeing the essence. Um, seeing the essence, for example, of a challenge, it might be. It might be seeing the essence of a situation or an opportunity. It could be seeing the essence of an illness um, or, you know, that's what I mean by a challenge or something in business, something in money. Um, and this is rather different from anything I've ever done um, before. So I've done a lot of energy work where you're sensing the energy of things. And I think lots of people these days are familiar with sensing energy. When I talk about seeing the essence, it's not the same as sensing the energy of it. It's And the interesting thing is like there are many people who can connect, which is perhaps in a slightly more shamanic way we can say, and they can get visions and pictures and things that help them to interpret events that are going on. And I feel that seeing the essence is different from that as well. It's not very easy to explain, but anyway, I'm kind of trying to do that by speaking about it. <laughs> There's a way in which when we see the essence of something, it's first of all, it's completely neutral. You can't even begin to see the essence if you have emotion or any kind of drama around it. So we have to be able to um, be very, very neutral around the thing. And it's almost like you literally see the, the true nature of whatever it is that you're looking at. And there will never be a drama in that true nature. It, it's like it reveals itself 
for what it really is. And there's no story, there's no emotion, there's just pure, it's not even energy. It's just like a direct, um, it's, it's sort of, yeah, it's like something that's revealed. And I'll give you a couple of examples because I think it's easier to understand. So um, one of my clients, I just started talking about this and she watched the webinar where I talked about it. And she was in one of the towns that was about to be flooded in the big floods we had recently in New South Wales. She lives in a town that has a, a river that runs through it and they have a levee um, which protects the town from the river um, overflowing and flooding. And she saw the water. She obviously lives right next to the levee and she saw the water come up and up and up. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable, the rain. Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. We were also in the same rain, but didn't flood and she saw the water begin to trickle over the top of the levee and she her house was kind of in the first line and 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 everyone was being told to evacuate or to be prepared to evacuate and everyone was in a complete panic she decided not to panic and she decided simply to see the essence of the water it was quite beautiful how she described it it was like she just it's like she saw literally into the essence of this water that was raging down the river and was probably most likely to break the levee. And she said that when she saw the essence of the river, it was like the water softened mm. in some way. Mm. And she watched for the whole day, as I suspect it continued raining. She just watched and she said, okay, I'm going to do whatever I need to do, move furniture upstairs and all the things you have to do in that situation. Was very relaxed, very peaceful, very, very clear. And it never flooded. Now, mm. I don't know, would it have flooded? Would it not? We'll never know whether it would have, should have, could have flooded or not, or whether it's just that's how it was. Mm. But it was such a remarkable experience. Um, and she described it so beautifully, and you know that it's connected. Mm. And I can tell you another example, because this is how I learned. And I, I just give these examples because I think it helps us to see something that's very special about this year. I'll explain why in a moment. I remember working with somebody who had a client and her client had a child and the child used to wake up every night screaming from a dream where all the flowers turned black. And I said, okay, let's just have a look. I never met the parent or the child. I, I, I just kind of, I didn't have words for seeing the essence in those days, but that's what I did. It was like I was seeing into the essence of the situation. And I remember describing something about the mother, um, being very into her own appearance and some things like that. I, I can't remember the details now. And the person who I was speaking to just relayed this to the mother. And the child that night dreamt that all the flowers turned yellow. And that was it. Story was over. And I never met either of them. So I think what's really interesting about this is that it, it kind of changes consciousness. It's very, very direct. And What's powerful about it is you don't have to be famous or rich or mm. um, any of those other things that we always think we have to be powerful or rich or famous in order to, to be useful, to do anything mm. or successful in some, some notion we have of success. But anybody can see the essence of something. 
And you don't have to be any of those things. And when you see something with that level of truth, of deep, what I call radical honesty, where there's no drama, you could look into the essence of Ukraine and there will be no siding with Ukraine or siding with Russia or opinion mm-hmm. about any of it. But and, and it won't also be neutral in the way of kind of just information. It's like mm-hmm. there's, you, you mm-hmm. simply see the truth of it. Like It's like seeing all the truth of it. Yeah. And the thing that's yeah. so interesting is that whatever it is changes as a result of being seen. And it changes in its own way, which is always beautiful. So we don't need to control. We don't need to go in. You can't. I, my experience is you can't go in and say, okay, I'm going to go and heal this situation. <laughs> it's a completely different from that. No, no interference, um, basically. There's, there's really no interfere there's not even you can't even do it with any intention yeah it's really interesting and what that means what happens is because things change as a result of it is that it's an incredibly dynamic energy and so it feels to me like this is a year where ordinary people with an extraordinary skill is no doubt that it's an extraordinary skill but ordinary people with an extraordinary skill can make a difference at a level where i think before they felt quite powerless Actually, we we have this power all along. It's just that it's coming to the fore now where we can do it en masse. Would that that resonate with you? I mean, definitely there are many powers that we have and more and more people are able to do it. It definitely is a lot easier to speak about these things. Like a few years ago, I couldn't have even spoken about what I just spoke about. It would have been too kind of vague or something. And it's not actually vague at all. It's really precise. But it wouldn't just, it's just like it wouldn't have been possible. And now it's possible. So I think absolutely yes, it's like it's much easier these days to speak about things that appear very esoteric, but they're not. No. Uh, two things come to mind. One is that um, this form of observing and then whatever we observe shifts. One is uh, Eckhart Tolle, who who teaches this about observing without the story, right? And Mm -hmm. in in an unattached way. And and the other one is, uh, of course, uh, quantum physics, right? Where I often talk about uh, what you focus on expands. And in this case is what you focus on shifts, right? It, It changes. Sort of, except there's no focus. It's kind of like if you focus on it, then so you can't. So it's looking it's, in this case, right? Uh, okay. Yes. And maybe it's seeing. It's not even looking. It's seeing. It's like it's, it shows itself to you. It's not you looking at it. It's, it's okay. quite hard okay. to describe, but that's what I find. I, I get it. Yeah. 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 So there's, uh, yeah. 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 There, there's really no interference at all. No 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 interference no, no intention yeah no agenda no need to make anything right mm. like all of mm. those things would get in the way mm. and that in itself is really rather beautiful i think mm. i i find it fascinating um to see how these things work is the, is the neutrality that we talked about at your last interview with me yeah yeah That's, yeah that fascinates me uh, is there more you want to talk about this year's energy? And um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be several more. We talk for hours. But, um, 
Well, I think that what's interesting about that, I think the other thing that I noticed, which I find equally fascinating, is that what happens when you when you see the essence of something, it's almost like there's a the cha- there's a change that happens on multiple levels at the same time, and it's like a vert. I describe it as a vertical change. We're used to ripple effects. Mm-hmm. And so we're used to, I do something and then there's a ripple effect of what I do and it kind of emanates out from me and influences all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And this feels like it's a completely different dynamic. It's like everything happens at the same time. No doubt there's a ripple effect as well, but that's not so interesting. Everything happens at the same time, which, which is very fast. And then it's almost like, oh, help, what do I do? Because we're used to having to do things through the ripple effect. So I had a client who who said, oh, Sarah, I saw the essence of fear. She said, I just decided I wanted to see what's the essence of fear. So she sat with it and she was almost overcome by what she saw because what she saw was love. And I can't describe it because I didn't do it. Mm. But afterwards she said, but the thing is that it was so powerful. Mm. I, it changed everything and I don't know what to do with myself now. (laughs) So I think there's something very important about learning how to be in a different dynamic where we're used to, okay, now I do this and then I do this and then I do this and then I do that. And now it's like I do this and it all happens and then what? So that's kind of interesting to explore. Mm. Um, What I use, how I personally usually address that when it happens is to sit with it because it will also um, show the, the solution comes up, the answer comes up, you know, reveals itself, basically. I, I think it's, it's about people's ability to be comfortable with uncertainty. They don't need to know everything in, in every moment, basically. Yes, it is partly that. And I think partly it's a genuinely different rhythm of... Mm-hmm of action Mm -hmm. and uh, each year has its own energy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so what what's the rhythm what's the what's the natural pattern of this year um which might be different was very very different from last year last year was a much heavier oh yeah kind of plodding year but this year is in a way more challenging (laughs) there's a far greater potential right far greater opportunity But man, yeah. it's coming at us, you know, <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually think I've been teaching recently what I call alert neutrality. That's mm-hmm. a new expression for me, but this kind of very, very awake, very present kind of neutral position. Mm-hmm. Because I think otherwise, what tends to happen is there's so much coming, we don't really know how to respond to it. And so we start to resist it. And then it gets really uncomfortable. And mm. a lot of people mm. are yeah. struggling with lots of resistance. And it's not intentional. They don't even mean to be resisting anything. It's just mm. literally like, I don't know what this energy is. It's like, oh, everything's strange. Mm. Mm. And then it's just natural to defend yourself. And the more you defend yourself, the worse it gets. And so to be able to be just very awake in that and present to mm. it is and, and neutral about it so you're not making any drama out of it it's really very valuable mm. and and how do people do that i mean for me the solution is um stepping into and merging with soul and soul tells us what to do us as in the human self right how what how would you uh, help people um 
I just show that I don't know how to describe it. I just show them, I talk about it, and then they can do it. Okay. So <laughs> I talked about alert neutrality last week, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's what you mean. Because when I talk about it, it kind of conveys the energy to them. It shares the energy with them, and then they experience it, and then they kind of naturally look for that. It's something that perhaps they haven't necessarily experienced before. Um, and then they experience it and then they get a taste for it. So we kind of explore it in that way. That comes from years of Chinese training, basically. Yeah. And I think also your own uh, innate gift of teaching. I think you do that very well, actually. I'm and, and the fact that I've done quite a lot of, you know, I, I, I'm teaching things that I've experienced. Yes. And so yeah. I'm not teaching about it. I'm literally I'm like sharing the energy of the energy of it by doing it and it's like and transmitting at the same time so yes. that really makes a difference i think it's very obvious you're not yeah teaching it from like a book or because i didn't read it in a book no. <laughs> because, because you were attended a workshop it's very different yeah, yeah it, it is different. yeah which is why i'm attracted to you know what you're doing yeah um yeah. Is, is there more before we move on to um well, that was quite a big chunk. It's probably it gets it probably gets a bit too much if we talk about it too much. So maybe that's enough on the energy of the year for now. It's really, you know, the important thing is to explore for yourself. Everyone is to explore for themselves. What is that? What is the dynamic of this year? How do we make this year work really well? Because it could work amazingly well, and it could be yeah. really very challenging. And and that very alive exploration, I think, is is what makes it interesting. If it's very challenging, it can be also, and, and you're actually flowing with it, it can also be uh, because we are being prepared for what, what our role is, what we are about to do. Right? Yeah, I mean, because I, I find challenging. In a way, every year has its challenges as well. I've, and the challenging times are definitely the times when we, when we, we learn a lot, we grow a lot would probably be a better way of saying it and lots of lots of our kinks get worked out like bits that aren't, aren't working terribly well we tend to let go of those eventually during challenging times so I think challenging times are very useful we just sometimes it's like oh I wish it wasn't as hard as this but sometimes it is sometimes it's oh. I like I don't personally think that everyone can flow with every challenge I think sometimes we have challenges that are far too hard for that and there's some reason for sure there's some way that we decided to show up for it but I think sometimes it's just hard and you have to weigh through it and you know plow your way through it do whatever you can for a while and then it starts to sort itself out and you get clearer I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody who teaches that it's going to be flow all the time I think if you're going to have flow you're also going to have um, some sticky bits well, I think you can flow and moan at the same time <laughs> it's what I do <laughs> And it helps, you know, to be human, right? And uh, and then ask for help. Help comes, you know, amazingly so, right? Um, and and I guess valuing self and um, I think surrender really helps me a lot, you know, just accepting and yes. accepting, you know. Yeah. I just I, I always find it's very hard. Like the word surrender is I've always found it's not something you can't really do surrender it happens at a certain point 
but it's very hard to do it. And so I, I find people often go crazy when you talk about surrender. It's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? It's like, well, just let go. Don't, it's not about doing. It's like, let it happen. It's, oh, how do I do it? <laughs> oh, Sarah, I've been through, you know, so much over the years that, and some of them like really, really tough challenges and that, you know, you don't have a choice. You just have to bloody well surrender, you know. Yeah, in the end. After yeah. fighting really hard, huh? no, there's there's no choice. So in and and you know you, you could be in a situation where the fear is so high that there really is nothing else to do but surrender. And and when you've been through that enough times, you know what to do. <laughs> so you, you surrender first. You don't. You can skip the fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, let's talk about your new uh, business and your rebranding. Um, Liberate humanity. Liberate humanity. Yes. Well, <laughs> um, I'll tell you a little bit how it started. It's really just forming at the moment. It's a. It's because it's a very bold promise. You know, it's just to use the words "liberate humanity." It's quite daunting. Not that I'm promising. You know, I'm. It's not like I'm going to liberate humanity. But even speaking about that. It's a big thing. What happened was one morning, quite a few months ago, my husband sat down and said, Sarah, we have to do more. Like, we're already doing quite a lot, you know, to help in this way and that way and teaching and all of that. He said, we've got to do more. It's not enough. And we sat there and talked about it for a while and kind of just agreed in some way. And then I just started talking about names, like, what is it? And we know somebody who runs something called Activate Humanity. I said, Activate Humanity is a really good name. It's like, I really like it. And then I said, liberate humanity would be really good too. And I went and looked online um, and it was just the most bizarre thing that liberatehumanity.com, which really should be not available, was available. It wasn't completely the cheapest price, but it was a really manageable price. Mm. I thought, you've got to get it, Sarah. You can't look at that and see it and then say no. <laughs> so I bought it and it's like, oh no, now what do I do? <laughs> Look, the whole language of liberation, my purpose is about liberation of the human spirit. Mm. So that's mm. that language is my language, and that's why mm. it appealed to me so strongly. I love it. And I think yeah, I feel people resonate with it. They, also, they like yeah. that feeling, they want that sense of liberation. So and I see people people have been raving and ranting about not having freedom. You know, this is like yeah, music, well, exactly. music to people's ears, really. Yeah. Yeah. And this year, interestingly, the energy this year, this is Chinese stuff, is very much about liberation, freedom. The the tiger energy is very much about freedom. And mm. um, so that that's um it, it's nice that we're we're doing it this year. And then, you know, what happened was I started to think, well, what is this? Because I don't want it just to be my old business with a different name. Mm. And it's almost inevitable, inevitable that it'll start off like that. But I feel that it has a very different energy. It's way bigger than what I was doing before. And it, it feels to me absolutely essential and had a very interesting little kind of conversation the other day probably with my higher self or something like that and I said is liberation inevitable for humanity and the answer was no mm. and I was shocked because I thought yeah for sure the answer is going to be yes mm. but the answer mm. was no and I said okay so what what are the choices and, and what I got back which shocked me even more was well you've got a choice of extinction 
mm. enslavement or liberation. It's like, well, that's not much of a choice, is it? <laughs> but I, I, I've really kind of reflected on that afterwards because I don't usually like to, um, like, I don't, I, I don't like to for people to feel threatened by things because I don't think fear is a good motivator. Mm. But I looked at it and I saw that we really have paths. All of those paths are carved out for us. The path of extinction is very clear. We know we're in a mass extinction event. We know that our soils in some places are very close to collapsing. We know that we can do something about it, mm. but we are already on that path. And it might be, it could be a question of time if, mm. if we don't take the right action. So that part's really clear to me. And the, I'm very clear about what the action is that needs to be taken. And that's mm. another business that I'm involved in. So mm. that's an interesting one. I think about enslavement. And I actually view that as being more the, the technological path. I think that we are at serious risk of enslaving ourselves into such a technologized society that we completely lose humanity. Mm. And we become, whether we become part machine or we, we, we become part of a surveillance state, there are many different variations that we hear about. But all of those, to me, they're a little bit like the matrix. Mm. They are, they're, they're a form of enslavement because your, your spirit yeah. isn't free. Absolutely. And everyone longs for their spirit to be free. So to me, liberation is that you have a free spirit. Yeah. That doesn't mean you dance around with the fairies all day. Actually, I see that people who are free are the most committed, most disciplined, mm. most mm. Um, purposeful, mm. most creative, mm. most active people on the planet. Mm. But that's a beautiful mm. kind of freedom. And that's, that's the opportunity and the invitation. That's what I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, totally agree. Yeah, I've been on this path for so long, totally <laughs> unwaveringly committed, you know, um, mm. because that's the role that we come into. If you if you just happen to recognize it early, then that's your your benefit, right? And you know, you do it come what may. You don't, you know, that there may be lots of challenges in between, but you just do it. And I think more and more people will be on this path. Um, this year for sure no, that's I, I think so yes I think that we've experienced so much control and so much confusion and so much messing with people's minds in so many ways that there's more and more hunger mm -hmm. for a better way of living I think what's hard is that many people who are attracted to it are also really kind of like spinning their wheels they feel very stuck often extremely lost Mm. Um, and and I, I feel sad about that sometimes. I, I, I receive emails from people mm. who, you know, are deeply attracted to freedom, but it's almost like they're hanging on by a thread now. Mm. And, I, I, yes, mm. I, that's, that's hard to see. But we can be free right now in this moment, you know, so it's us showing people how to, to, to have that within themselves. Yeah. Right yes, this minute, this second, you know. Um, yes, I mean, we can, and I, I feel that it's really important to, like, that can be a torture for somebody to be told that. <laughs> because they like, one of the biggest to tortures on the planet is to be told you can be free right now. It's like, yeah, but I can't. 
Um, like if you don't feel that or know that, it's almost like you can't. So I, I feel what's really interesting is the is the process of of kind of coming into yourself. Yep. Um, just and sometimes it's little by little, and sometimes if you feel really free, and then the next day you feel completely trapped again inside your own mind or whatever. But just that very gentle, beautiful process of getting to know yourself and coming into yourself so that you can be yourself. And um, yeah, it's different for every single person. That's what I see. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree that it has to be a process. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to have a membership um, program called Journey Home. So it is a journey and we are, you know, this um, saying that we are walking each other home and that's the truth of it really. You know, um, so now, um, what else, Sarah? Tell me more about you. What you have? Uh, what you're up to? About liberate, yes, <laughs> liberate humanity. Well, I'm for the first time ever. I'm actually teaching what I a course which I call the skills of liberation. Mm -hmm. That was a very interesting shift. We keep coming back to the energy of the year. Um, in, in the past few years a lot of what I've been teaching really is probably a lot of energy work and consciousness. So a lot of inner, inner technology as, mm -hmm. as, as, as an expression I could use mm -hmm. often in the context of people shifting their relationship with money. So very practical and often solving problems with health and relationships and money and business and all of that, mm -hmm. but still with that inner focus and literally from the beginning of this year, it's like, Oh, no more. Got to teach skills. Got to, it's got to be applied. And um, I, so I just said, okay, I'm going to teach, I'll call it the skills of liberation. I sort of dived in. Seeing the essence is one of those skills because that felt very important. And, and what I see is that it's a different energy now. Literally, it's like this liberation energy is, is much faster than what we were doing before. And people are noticing it and they're saying, oh, my goodness, just we had a conversation last week and so much has changed from that. And, you know, there's a way in which people have always been saying that, but I can feel that the dynamic is is different. So I'm very intrigued by this, this notion of teaching skills, so which bring together for me the spiritual and the intangible with the very applied material mm -hmm. part of it. And I think when we get that dynamic right, that's where life is most alive and most kind of crunchy and interesting. And we, we feel, I don't know if we always feel great, but we feel really in, like we're, we're really here. And um, I, I like that sense of aliveness. Mm -hmm. Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you want me to elaborate on that, on the is, is a, a, a particular part of it that is... Um, How would you like to share it, Sarah? <laughs> 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 that may um, be of use to people, you know, to support them uh, at this time, because there is a lot happening, mm, right? There is a lot happening. Much so I... Whatever, whatever's going on in the world, and there is a lot going on in the world, and there are, there's probably a lot that we're not seeing going on in the world because what, we're, what we are seeing is so noisy. Mm. Usually mm. the noisier things are on the surface, the more there is that we're not seeing. 
And so whatever that is, and I, I was talking today, I, I had a client who is in Poland. Um, her father has a hotel. She's working in the hotel. They have half the hotel is full with refugees from Ukraine. So literally it's very, very, very close. Um, I think what, what I really want to share is that how we are as individuals does make a difference. It's so easy to be shocked by this kind of war situation, the conflict and, 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 and all the stories. Mm. Very interesting. What she was talking about is the fact that they have Ukrainian families staying in this hotel, which is pretty expensive for the hotel. And then she goes and finds them an apartment it's just slightly less convenient for them because they have to cook for themselves rather than being cooked for. And they're refusing to go to the apartment. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that's really interesting. Here are these people and the whole world is feeling sorry for them. And actually th- there's a, there's a kind of interesting dynamic going on there. Um, it's, it's almost like we, people are still human beings and, and feeling sorry for people actually isn't a really good energy. So I think that we need to look at our own energy. And, and for example, one of the things I see is that most people find it really difficult to manage conflict in their own lives. And yet they're outraged and horrified when conflicts mm. erupt between yeah. countries. But it's the same thing. Mm. It's, a, it, it's the same thing. And I know, and you know, Helen, that um, when you make peace within yourself genuinely not pretending but yeah. genuinely that yeah. could be with your partner or it can be with somebody who annoys you at work or whatever it is that peace that you make contributes to peace in the world absolutely and when absolutely. we get really rattled and upset by situations like this and then we're more edgy and more tense and more nervous and then we get more angry and then conflict breaks out in our own family we are being the same yeah. as the thing that we're criticizing and Absolutely. so afraid and upset about. Absolutely. And it's really important to take that on board because it makes you realize the power and the value of your own life and your own contribution to this, that we don't need to feel powerless, even if we're small, you know, we're, yeah. you know, most of us, we're not terribly important individuals, but the power of who you are is, that that's the thing to recognize and to see that it is worth doing the little things you can do rather than saying, Oh, who am I? I'm so small. I can't do anything. I think that feels so important to me this year, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. I talk about it all the time with, in my posts, in my episodes, you know, Um, and, and I think it's just a great big opportunity for all of us, you know, and, and the disruption, the challenges have to be great uh, for people to be pushed out of their inertia and to, to step, exactly. in, step into and claim this power, you know. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. We're, we're lazy, basically, you know. It seems like it. Like, I, 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 I do hope that the challenges don't have to be that great because I see a lot of trauma can get created yeah. through challenges that are too stretching. Yeah. And I, like I'm, I, I'm not. It that feels that feels a little tough. Looking forward, I think that we are facing some really big challenges, and we are going to be 
pulled out of this sort of sleepiness that we've been in of of just things not mattering, not ignoring the really important things in favor of unimportant things, leaving important things unexamined, um, not being bothered, being apathetic. All of this, I think, is very prevalent. And that's really a pity because actually life's much more interesting when you're more engaged with it. But yeah, we haven't haven't been terribly well-educated, I would say. Yeah. But do people previously want to even be educated? Because I've been saying a lot of these things for years, you know, and I'm excited this year because suddenly people are listening, you know, more than ever. Yeah. Right? And I think people, yes, people are. Um, I think people have, but yeah, there is a there is a shift going on for sure. People, I think, have got gradually getting more pushed to look for some different answers, which is very interesting. And I think it's very interesting because I think it's all going to come out different from what we might imagine. Like I have this picture sometimes of how society might go and what's possible, but I'm just quite sure that it won't look anything like my picture. <laughs> and there's something intriguing about that. Let me go back to the original question at the beginning when I asked you about um, what has changed with this uh, energy in, in connection with money, you know, like like uh, because of the war now, because of prices going up, you know, um, mm. because of the economic sanctions, right? Uh, has that thread that you saw, right? In, in a very relaxed Yes. Oh, moment. that's right. So yep. in the previous yep. podcast, I yep. talked about this. Um, it was like a ball of wool, a tangled ball of wool, the yes. money system. Yes. Yes. Like a tangled yes. ball yes. of wool. Yes. And then there was this thread from the inside just with this light in it, like a glowworm almost, that was kind of making order right. in the system little by little. You're right. Yes. Has that changed because of what's, you know, happened recently? No, no things like no. this don't change, things like that. No, I, I, I don't think that, that it has changed. What I'm seeing, I mean, it's a little bit hard for me to see because I'm directly involved in a business that is kind of creating a solution for some of these things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different model and it allows us to value nature and to value human health and well-being. You know, these things that haven't been really valued. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing... I'm seeing the energy that's behind that business and this kind of movement towards a better economic system. I'm seeing that rise as fast as it looks like everything's very messy. I'm seeing this other energy rise. So I I think that I'm actually witnessing what I saw in that, that, that kind of image of the tangled wool and this sort of order coming little by little mm-hmm. to the financial system. I reckon we are going to see that. But if you would look through normal eyes, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to discern that yet. Okay. That, that's great. I, just I hope I'm right. <laughs> I wanted confirmation uh, on that. Um, yeah. I, I am optimistic um, about everything, the, the war, the money system, all systems, actually. Lots of things need to be dismantled. They need to be, um, they need to, yeah, come crumbling down. So there will be challenges. 
but there will be a surfacing of the new. This is what I'm feeling because yeah. I just hope they won't don't not not crumble too fast. Uh, we need to protect people a bit. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, because that's what that's my prayer often is just to protect protect humanity, protect nature, just just make it make it gentle, please. Just make it make it a bit gentler. I yeah. I, I've seen I haven't experienced a lot of trauma in my own life, but my, my husband's from Bosnia. I see the trauma that's caused by war. And that, that's not overt trauma of people having been shot at and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's the trauma of having lost well, the village which he grew up in, there's one person living there now. And you go back to that country and see all these empty villages. And it's like, I I understand at an evolutionary level, I kind of understand why these things happen. And I understand that sometimes it does take that kind of eruption. But at the same time, I feel it's really legitimate to ask for protection and gentleness in the change. Mm-hmm. And that that we don't always have to be forced into this very traumatic change. That there could be some grace for people in the transition that we're making, uh, in such a way that actually we make a better transition. Because because if it's very traumatic, it takes generations usually to heal, mm-hmm. and then so mm-hmm. much damage gets done in the meantime. So I, I feel very very strongly about that about this request for grace and. Mm. and a kind of gentle transition for us even if it doesn't look very gentle at the moment i have to say not not in the least um i guess i have a great trust in the entire process right not our process of transforming uh, not our personal one that we talked about earlier that we take people through but just it's a the universal process um i feel that everything is being divinely orchestrated and that there is a method to this seeming madness and that we are taken care of actually. Um, I think however that enough of us have to take personal responsibility. We have to step up and that is what will make the difference. That is what will allow the grace to come. Yeah. That's what will speed up the process, you know, and make it gentler for all of us. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that's, well, that's why you and I are so devoted to this. Um, and, well, <laughs> in my case, it's sometimes with a passion or madness, you know, <laughs> um, where I put myself in all kinds of situations. And, you know, in recent months, it's been, okay, Helen, you've got to take better care of yourself, basically, and practice what you preach where I talk about loving and honouring self, right? So um, that's when I had to, in my case, yes, I was being forced to take time out, you know? So, yeah, you know, and and allow the process of a far deeper transformation and not to be afraid of that uh, deep and like a thousand percent massive change you know mean a thousand percent mean meaning more than i've ever had in my life and i've had a lot of massive changes you know where i've had my back to the wall you know um a real warrior spirit i guess you know but i would like gentleness too i would love 
you know, race. <laughs> yes, I think. No? I, I'm probably more of a, I'm like a steady kind of, I just go along and so. Uh, um, I think that's why I love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've learned that. I've, I, I've gradually learned that. I've, I've learned fairly well, I think, to kind of stick on a path and keep putting one foot in front of another and just like keep walking forward. I don't always really know what's happening, but I've noticed that I, I think the more you talked about responsibility, the more responsibility I take, in many ways, the smoother it is, and also the more enjoyable it is. I think sometimes we shy away from responsibility, um, and I I have also felt the same thing. I felt sometimes like, oh, this is too big for me. I, I, I can't do this. I just want to run away. But I noticed that actually when we step towards it, it gets more and more fun and um, more and more fulfilling in the moment like really rewarding in the moment and that's I think that's a nice thing to know because I for many years I was just afraid I was afraid of that I wouldn't be able to handle more um, but actually it turned out to be different from that well I can't think of doing anything else um, it's like uh, you know I think in one of your recordings you talk about the direction and that direction for me was set ages ago you know mm -hmm. so it's just one direction and I'm going there uh, you know the details can change along the way and that's okay that's part of the fun of it um, but it's a singular uh, focus a singular direction you know yeah yes and um, I, I think, you know, I would not, I think, I, I know I would enjoy being able to support, you know, people um, to also uh, embrace this, this idea of uh, being on this path and contributing to co-creating this whole new world, you know, by being our greater selves, right? Yeah, well, it is really the most enjoyable thing, isn't it? I think so, but you know, not everybody yeah. thinks this way. So, um, I, uh, I, I yeah, I, I but once people start, I find people just they just love it so much. That's what to just really enjoy it, and I think that that's so nice to see that. That's great to hear, um, Sarah. I can go on and on. Uh, I love talking to you. <laughs> it feels like I want to invite you back again every time at the end of each episode. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you so much uh, for today's episode. Is there more you want to say? I know you always laugh when I ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if there's something else that needs to be said before we finish. Um, Yes, you've, you've mentioned a little bit about value and self-love and things like that. I, I think many of us have learned that the path to freedom or the path to goodness or the path to contribution is a path of sacrifice of yourself. Yeah. I don't know if that worked well in the past, but I know that it doesn't work well in the present and it won't work well in the future. And it's really clear to me that one of the greatest things that we need to experience, if we want to value people and if we want to value nature, these are things that, you know, our, our attention is being drawn to that. 
we must value ourselves as well. If we want to experience love and generosity and abundance and these kinds of things, we must include ourselves too. When we include us, if we don't include ourselves, there's this kind of bitterness that grows. It always feels hollow inside. And when you include yourself, you, that, that really is fulfillment. And I think there's, there's a genuine exploration to do. How, how do I do that? How can I be a generous person who's generous to myself as well? How can I be a loving person who also loves myself? These are really easy sentences to say. Mm. How can I create joy for other people and also experience joy for myself? Beautiful, nice sentences. The doing of it, like for me, I've often had to go, It's some of these things have taken me years of exploration, mm. literally. Mm. I think sometimes we think, oh, I should just be able to do it like that. It's, no, it isn't really just like that. It's whatever it takes for you. And you know, I don't know, I might be a very slow person, but it's just whatever it took for me. But I do feel um, that we need to find this way to include ourselves Absolutely. and other people and nature, like include all of it and not exclude parts of it. And this is um, this this would radically change the way we're able to live on this planet. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm definitely being pushed to look at this very carefully for myself. (laughs) And uh, so um, thank you so much, Sarah. Um, What what else? What what can I do for you? That's um, like, you know, I, I think that actually the most important things that we can do often is just do like you do your thing, I do my thing. Every now and then they collide with each other like now. Yeah. Um, and I would like to share, I don't know if I spoke about this, but this is something you could do for me. I, I'm actually relaunching my book, Love Money, Money Loves You. I, I included um, the, your link. Uh, that's uh, beautiful. But I, four just, chapters. The, and I know one of my clients bought it, but I, I haven't talked to others, but she told me. Wonderful. But the, the reason I mention it um, again here is because I, 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 what I've seen is that when we, when we really transform our relationship with money, so many of these other things fall into place. Mm-hmm. And so I, I decided to, to relaunch the book in a way to draw attention to that and in a way to draw attention to money on our path to a new economy and a new society. And I, it's just something I feel really strongly about. And it's such a beautiful thing to do, to, to, to discover what money really is and, and to explore all of this. So that's the thing is just to let people know and to, to share, share that. So it's kind of a very central piece of the work that I do is this well, relationship with money. What I do is I include that link again so that people Thank can you. download in, you know, the first four chapters. I think... People love yeah. it anyway, you know. Yeah, the first chapter that, that you, when you don't, when you go to that link that you're going to share, Helen, the first thing you see is a beautiful video of the first chapter, and that will tell you immediately. You just watch that. You don't even have to sign up for that. Watch it, and if it resonates for you, then you'll you'll know that you'll like yeah. the rest of it, and then you can sign up and get the. I'm very happy to do that. It's it's thank you. I appreciate only, that. 
not only for you, it's for well, it's for everyone really, you know. That's that's the point. It's not really for me. It's for yeah, us. I feel yeah, that it's for absolutely. us. Absolutely, yeah. and that, that's partly why you you know I keep inviting you back. <laughs> okay, Sarah, um, I'm gonna let you go now, and I really would like to thank you, and I totally enjoy our conversations together. Uh, bless you. Um, Thank you very much, Helen. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. Another great conversation with Sarah McCram, who feels very much like a kindred spirit to me, who is as dedicated as I am to serving others, and who teaches others about the very same things as I do, only in her own unique way. Do take a look at the link I'm including again, which will allow you to download the first four chapters of her book, Love Money, Money Loves You, which she is relaunching now. And if you like to join my powerful live sessions on Zoom, where I would personally coach you and facil facilitate shifts for you to help you transform and thrive in these times, check out www.transformandthrive.club transformandthrive.club and you can sign up there. You can also email me at inquiries at lehighs.com if you have any questions. One more thing is that if you sign up for our Transform and Thrive membership, you uh, will be given um, at the session a powerful key to mastery that I call the golden globe and which you can use to you can use for for life to facilitate your own transformation and thriving as well in the meantime this is Helen Lee on the transforming thrive show wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom peace and abundance at all levels especially at this time happy transforming and thriving you have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated. As always, bye for now. Bye.